Welcome to Ravens at the Crossroads. Today we are speaking with Blaine and Brandon, and uh, I am Mistress Prime. And I am Tyler Matthews. So, Brandon, yesterday, surprising, or maybe not surprising, I'm sure other people were in on it, you uh, stood up and decided that you would take on the position for a national board position. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. you know, in the beginning it was hesitantly, um, but with the backing of my coven, because my coven is a very outreach coven, so this was for the new outreach uh, position for COG, and the whole goal of it is to get more people to join, get the word out there about what paganism is, you know, to get get more people to join. And so immediately we started thinking of ideas like that we already do sometimes. So I've I have some experience, you know, doing outreach for a lot of other different kinds of groups, some some groups pagan, some LGBT groups, um, doing all kinds of outreach to really get people involved somehow. So, I mean, it was it was exciting, and I and knowing that I have a coven that is there with me, and then my, I think my mother is also on the board now as well, and so I'll be assisting her as well as the public outreach information officer and then the membership, and so... It's, it's going to be exciting because I had a vision of, of really going out there to those dry areas where, you know, their cog is not on the map and mm-hmm. finding out what's going on there, you mm-hmm. know, and pagan pride days happen all across the United States. So Actually, that's one, one avenue all mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. So that's one avenue to go. College campuses exists in, and so we, these are the kinds of ideas that we're already thinking of. And so I just have to, well, I got to do some reading first, sure. um, right. but then of course, start brainstorming some ideas and so yeah. I, that's it was exciting I think it was an emotional time for for cog and so I think that when I went up there everybody was just excited that this young person was was taking on the position and so it was it was a moment for for me and it was it was a surprise for I think most people there yeah, um, definitely it, not for my coven but um, a lot of people were really excited to see uh, I think there was a comment and he's under 50 <laughs> there <laughs> <Yes>. was he is <laughs> Uh, quite a bit younger than 50. Uh, yeah, even younger than 30. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least for another year. But yeah. uh, just for some clarification for people who might be listening, COG it stands for Covenant of the Goddess. And it is an organization that uh, supports pagan rights. Assuring uh, pagan rights since 1975. There we go. So I just wanted to clarify that for our listeners and for uh, clarification purposes as well. Blaine and Brandon are brothers. They're actually a family of pagans, so both your parents and you two plus your other brother are all on the path? Well, yes, yes, uh, in different forms, in different wavelengths, I would say, but yes, we're all on the path together. And that's that's awesome. It's really awesome to hear a family doing that together, because it's... I don't think you hear much of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not being, as much. Yeah, it, you don't hear it out in the general populace. So it's kind of cool to hear of a family that does it. And you guys aren't all in the same coven, are you? We are. Oh, you are? I thought. Okay. Yeah. Well, yes. I'm thinking of forming in my own coven. Okay. Just because oh, okay. I'm further away from them, but you know, definitely at this moment we are in the same coven so that's something else as well but it is very rare to see a big family support system like that and And that's awesome I I, I applaud your family for 
being all interconnected and supportive like that. I think that's amazing. Uh, so, also, I think we're, what, there's maybe five, six of us that are under the age of 40, we'll, we'll be nice and say. Yeah, don't look at me. No. <laughs> I was just like, wait a minute. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to think of how many other people, because uh, I'm a little bit older than you guys. I'm about five years older than you guys, so. Oh, great. Yeah, it's not much, but I'm also not a member of COG, so there were some times in Mistress Prime was sitting there like, don't you do it, don't you do it, because there were things that were being said, uh, technical, and I'm like, I could really help on this, but as I'm not a member yet, I really didn't have that. Uh, it gets complicated, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I said I was, my... I was mostly trying to save him from overextending himself with volunteering to do things too much um, because we're, we're both responsible to each other for that mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like don't do it just chill and we'll, we'll figure a way out but you don't have to be the person to yeah. fix it so yeah and my husband is appreciative that she kept me from doing it, and her husband is appreciative that I kept her from doing it <laughs> people uh, were kind of nudging me you could probably run for this position again and I'm like yeah it's okay I have I have a lot of other things on my plate right now. Yeah, it's yeah. one of them being this podcast. So uh, I'm curious to hear how you guys started down your path. And each of you. Yeah. Because I understand it's a different story for each well, of you. Well, yeah, I guess we could try and go in order. So, like, I was probably the first uh, son. So it started with my mom. And so she became Wiccan first and so she started out there was a small group that met on the base the military base and it was a, a small little group well it was about 12 15 people usually and they would have sabbaths on base and everything was very you know great and it seemed pretty put together and so uh she had been going to that for for several years and i think that i had noticed maybe when i was around 13 uh, she had her altar. We all noticed the altar. We would play with the rocks on the altar. It was some cool little trinkets and stuff. And so that, maybe that was when we were younger. But then, like, she just told me one time, you know, would you like to come to a class? And so I went to a class, and then we began the class with, like, a meditation. Uh, it was, like, an elemental earth, air, fire, water meditation. And How old were you? I was probably about 13. Okay. Yeah, so, and went through that and I was hooked ever since it all just made sense to me and it just something clicked and stuck with me and so I had been going back consistently and I started experiencing rituals and and it, it hooked and then mm-hmm. I think that was went on for a bit and then you found it a little later my story is a little bit different um, throughout high school I was always atheist agnostic I didn't know what I believed what I needed to do but um, I knew, I was aware, of course, that my mom was a witch, that what was going on in the house, I knew that she went to rituals, and, and I was, of course, I was a part of those rituals, because a lot of times we would hold the rituals at our home. And that was back from when we were like 13, 14 years old, back at the old house, the really old one, the big blue house, we would call it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we would hold rituals out there, I would attend them, but I wouldn't say that I was like a witch, or at that time. Um, it wasn't until... I started going to the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship, or when our family was actually involved in that organization, when I really started to pay attention to what I wanted, what my path was, uh, what I wanted to do with my life. And so uh, that was when I was about, we started getting involved in the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of Otero County around 2007, I wanna say. 
So I was about 17 years old. So that's when I started to like really do things on a massive scale. I would attend the Sunday services there. I would put on some of the classes. I started taking the Wicca 101, I think the year after that. And so, because it was just, it just made more sense. And the, and the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship, a lot of the beliefs parallel with what I felt was my worldview, you know, as far as like connecting different people together, connecting faiths together. And um, so that's, that's kind of how I kind of fell into the craft was definitely how my parents were organizing everything a little bit better and, and really falling into different, um, I guess outreach would be the word I would use for it, okay. you know, was kind of just not just singling out one organization like on the base or Holloman Circle, that's what it was called. It's called Holloman Circle. That was the cir that was the first circle that we went to and then and then we kind of just gravitated downtown because the leaders of that group went away. They moved to Albuquerque and so my mom took over the group. Hmm. And so she became the high priestess and, and was the one putting on all the classes and everything. And uh, that sort of just branched out into the UU Fellowship, and then, of course, we just kept getting bigger and bigger from there. So we do all of our classes at the UU Fellowship. We do all of our rituals, pretty much, at the UU Fellowship. Um, so we, we pretty much work side by side with that organization, and we have ever since. So I think that's kind of how I got into it. And because, you know, I'm a big advocate for the Unitarian Association, and um, definitely, my heart's definitely in that side of things because I currently serve there at the church as the religious education director, um, program coordinator, event coordinator, technology website. Uh, I do a lot of stuff there. I pretty much run the show down there right now. So, um, yeah, so, it, it, so him and I are kind of like different, I guess, sides of, of how we serve our communities in different ways. And so um, definitely different, but I would say exciting because the journey has led us here to the Covenant of the Goddess and um, I'm really excited to be a part of that organization and really see where we go and how it grows and and, and definitely working with Brandon and, and our coven to help re-energize it and revitalize it so that's kind of where we are at now in our journeys. Nice. Yeah. That's very cool. So what do you guys think of uh, Grand Can Council? So Marry Me? Marry Me or, or, Grand or both? both. Okay both. well Marry Me <laughs> has been great. Um, vendors are great. Um, got a free neck rub. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Sweetwater. Yeah, that Sweetwater did a great. really great job with the neck rubs. Uh, I went back the second day for another Did you? <laughs> yeah. Um, they nice. ended up getting some of their uh, CBD balm and uh, lotion because, yeah, uh, I carry all the stress in my neck. <laughs> I do too, and so that was nice. The vendors were great. The concerts I hear were amazing. I went yes, to they a were. few of them and transformative. Um, Argentine yeah. was great. The Leadership that Institute um, that was, was awesome. Very that was hot. yeah, um, but it was I love it there. I wish we mm -hmm. could have saw uh, everybody could have saw a little more of the campus. But for those who did, it's it's so there's so much to see there. There's mm -hmm. two, you know two labyrinths. There's there's trails to walk. There's and they're still building onto it, so they yeah. have facilities now, and they have places to, to go to learn, and so it's just, we've always been very minded, how can we make it more accessible for people to come to events and to learn about paganism? I think that mm -hmm. was the thing that's, that was always on our mom's mind, is how can we get more people to, 
come and learn and understand it because there's always on her always mind. a misconception about she's it. always thinking about growing how can we get bigger how can we reach more people mm-hmm. and so we just kind of build off of that our whole coven is based around outreach and trying to find people who are like in the dark about everything right um, so we're always trying to grab people and people are always approaching us and saying well what do, what do you guys do like how do we how do we become a member of your circle or your coven and um, so we're, we're not afraid to like bring people in and I feel like a lot of times the Covenant of the Goddess is this cryptic organization that a lot of people don't understand mm-hmm. and don't know how to become a member and don't want to join and or don't know what it means to join sure. you know and so but I think that's kind of the misconception. So it's it's so different for us. Like, our coven is and an outreach coven. To our go to coven, Grand Council. Yeah, and experience it firsthand. Maybe why. Yeah, I can kind of see why that mm-hmm. is, especially with my experience mm-hmm. um, at the Grand Council, specifically those last, like, that last, like, hour was intense. Mm-hmm. So I missed, we both missed the the very big... Yeah. Incident. Um, but as soon as we came down the elephant, we knew something was going on. We yeah. were in here. We were in here doing some work, and then we both kind of like, uh, we should get we downstairs. We gotta get downstairs. And we mm-hmm. hit the first floor, uh, got off the elevator, and were immediately uh, approached by somebody that was that thought we would, had been in the room when it happened. And they seemed very upset and something and anxious, and I'm like, what's going on? And then I looked down the hall, and there were people all over the hall, and I clearly things had gone awry, and so I don't really know what happened, and we don't necessarily have to get into that. Yeah, but it does seem like the community did come together to heal it, heal itself after that issue, mm-hmm. uh, and that's actually a couple of things have passed this grand council that are going to help your job for outreach and getting more members because some of the requirements for individual memberships have been reduced to uh, allow people who may not have all the credentials that were necessary. Right, and then they're starting to launch, well they had launched it, now we're going to try and implement the Friends of COG program. So just thinking Mm -hmm. of ways to really get people to be a part of COG and even be a member of COG and not necessarily have all, you know, there's, it's pretty difficult to, to join. You need mm-hmm, two yeah. letters of recommendation. Yeah. Uh, if, I think if you're a solitary, I need to read it, all this. Okay, so the in order to become a member, you need two letters of recommendation from people who are known to COG, yes. not necessarily members of COG. Mm-hmm. And you need to write a statement of practice. So until the change from this Grand Council, you needed to um, if you were to join as an individual, you needed to be able to qualify for ministerial or elders credentials right off the bat. What they're doing is they're removing that requirement. So Tyler here, who has just finished his year in a day, can apply to join as a member. Um, he mm-hmm. just needs to obtain two letters of recommendation, which I, I gather probably won't be too difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but usually these are people that can speak to your character, that can say, you know, I know this person, I've circled with this person, one, they know what they're talking about, and two, they're a person of good character, and I would, I would totally hang out with them, and so I'm recommending that they become a member. And then you issue your statement of, you know, this is who I am, and this is what I'm about. And then that goes into the publication, and then it runs through 
a couple runs to see if there are any objections from the whole of the membership. If there are no objections, then you're automatically made a member. Mm -hmm. If there is an objection, that's an altogether different process. But in all the time that I've been a member, I, I can only think of, I think, one rare instance. It doesn't, it's not something that happens very often. Mm -hmm. um, in general, people are like, you know, live and let live, and you want to be a member, cool. You know, unless you've done something pretty severe. Yeah, so, and I know that, um, so things happened, and there was a lot of heartbreak yesterday. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the tension and the emotion was very high by the time Tyler and I got in there, and we were a bit gobsmacked because we had no idea how things had transgressed to such a point that it um, created so much hurt. And your mom was crying. It was breaking my heart listening to her. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But then at the very end, everything started to pull together. Yep. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. It really mm -hmm. was. And it's one of the things that I've always loved about attending Grand Council. There is this point where, and I will readily admit this, it feels like you're smashing your face into a brick wall. And <laughs> it takes a little while, but it's, at some point... People start pulling their egos aside and they start recognizing the work for what it should be and they start working together because we are a consensus process organization and so we get to a point where it's like you know what I can live with this or I'm gonna step aside and not you know not stop it um, but if they do stop it there is an actual process that goes in play from there and unfortunately that didn't get enacted at that point which is why things kind of fell apart. Um, but later on, people came together and they started working things out. And, and in the end, everything that we were working towards, I believe, was agreed upon. Mm -hmm. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I think so. It all worked out. Yeah. In the end, everything kind of, you know, everything that was put on the agenda, with the exception of one item, I think everything got worked through and agreed upon. And, and, uh, it all worked out in the end, mm -hmm. you know? And the, the cool thing was there was one point where they had a ton of empty uh, vacancies for board positions. Mm -hmm. But then at the end, suddenly everybody's like, even people that said, I'm, I'm, I was going to, I was going to step up for this yep. position, but there's a lot that's going on right now. And yeah. I'm, ch I've changed my mind that at least two people, your mom and the person who is actually coming in for first officer had done that. But then the tide turned and mm -hmm. it started working and, and you know just everybody was like you know what I'm gonna do it I'm gonna step up and you said you know what I thought about this after consideration it's so hard that energy hit hit everybody and mm -hmm. then everybody was like you know what like if this is how the energy is and I I can't be stepping up to this and then in the end when they saw the transformation mm -hmm. it encouraged everybody and inspired everybody and everybody decided okay so maybe I can't and that's why I was like shifting in my head because to be in that room was so like I wanted to be in that room but it was it just like brought my energy down oh, so yeah. much oh, yeah. but, and so I, I couldn't be in there especially that hour I had to I had to think and think and think and think and right. and I knew but that I just wanted to do it and so I, I did it it was yeah. very intense so, is. Well, and I think it's a good indication of where 
cog as an organization needs to go. I mean, they joked about you being younger, but and the reality is, I think we need to see more younger people be involved. Uh, well, the fact is, you know, a lot of the people in our community, you know, our elders, they're aging, they're mm-hmm. dying, they're dying unexpectedly. Well, main know, reason behind this podcast is to preserve their stories. Yeah. But not just their stories. It, like, it's the like entire everybody's stories. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're really interested in, um, you know, I, you guys have a brand new, fresh perspective. And you've just now experienced something that some of us have witnessed time and time again over the years. It's his first time. I understand mm-hmm. your first time as well. Um, and, but he was prepped with a couple things ahead of time, knowing some of the experiences that I'd had. So, overall, your experience. What did you expect prior to attending? And then after attending, was it different, better, worse, all of the above? Well, I think that we were prepped decently because um, at our Chamisa local council meetings, they can get you know similar, you know, pretty heated discussions, um, sim- a similar process of how meetings are run. So that made sense. Um, honestly, I went in and I expected a lot of this this to happen. I expected it to be stressful, some proposals and. I had a coven that was able to explain things like, oh, there's this proposal, you know, this is what, what that means, and this and that, and so, um, in terms of grand council, I, I felt like it was, I was pretty prepared for it, but, you know, when you actually experience it, it might be a little different, but it, I, I'm glad that I was at least prepped a little bit beforehand, um, but in terms of... A little of, forewarning. Yeah, a little forewarning, yeah, so, um, I don't know what it was like for you. Oh, gosh. Um, like I had an idea, of course, going into it, like, like of course with the Chamisa local council and how everything was run there, but like we never had any major people drop out entirely or anything like that. Just say, I'm up, I'm out, goodbye. Maybe we, you haven't experienced any of that, but we, well, well, maybe online, more online than okay. at the actual meeting. Not at like the actual like meeting itself. Like this is like, I, I thought like, you know, I, I knew it was going to be like an intense situation, but like, cause the moment I walked in, I walked in right when... Amber and Az said they were out. Like, like right as they said it. I, I sat down and then I think I think they walked in and just announced it out of the blue. Oh. And then they called for a break. Then I was like, wow, I really walked in at the craziest moment. And then it just, it, the energy just completely shifted. And for me, I was just like, oh gosh, this is, this is not, that's not good. Um, and so like, what does that mean for our local council. So I was kind of like, well, well, nobody knew what was happening, what was going on, because, you know, we were, we were all a member of Chamisa local council. Yeah. All the incoming new officers right. were part of Chamisa local council. So if, if the, if they say that Chamisa doesn't want to be a part of it anymore, yeah. what does that mean for us that wants to step in? And 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 so I mean, it was just a, it was all up in the air at that point. And so everybody was overwhelmed. We had a coven meeting. We, we met with the Chamisa members. We were like, what are we going to do? What are we going to say? Are we still going to run for these positions that we said we were going to run for? Or are we not? You know, it was all really up in the air at that point. But, um, and then the officer nomination started like a little bit after that. Like mm-hmm. they, 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 they did that vote mm-hmm. with all the covens that was going on. And then 
And then it just, it was like a roller coaster after that. Mm -hmm. the, once the officer nomination started, it was like a roller coaster. Like, I was not expecting it to happen. Like, because, you know, at the beginning, Grand Council, it was going really, really slow. And then all of a sudden, that last hour was just boom, 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 boom. Uh, it was so much happening. And we thought we had a little bit more time before it happened, but once I heard that they were starting to talk about first officer, second officer, and then no, none of the positions were being filled, nobody wanted to run for these positions, it really started to look grim. Mm. And when, when nobody wanted to run for anything, and then all the Chamisa members said that we can't do it because we don't know the future of our own council, council yeah. it was just like, it, it was very grim. It was almost like a movie playing out. Right. And then all the different emotions were being tugged. And, and, then, and then I guess everybody just started to say, okay, well, at this point, what are we going to do? And so Chamisa started talking, and they were like, you know what, Chamisa's still Chamisa. Even if one coven or a few people decide to leave, we can still be a part of this organization. We could still be a part of COG. And so at that point, we were like, do we want to step up like we know we should? Mm -hmm. Or do we just walk away like you know, our leaders did. So it was really a precarious uh, situation for everybody in Chamisa. And of course, I'm thinking about the new people right. that, that are just experiencing Grand Council for the first time. I, I saw some of our young people sitting like Oof. close to the front and I saw their faces when they were going through all the officer nominations and nobody wanted to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. That was, that was, it just broke my heart. And it just kept getting crazier and crazier and crazier and then and then there was like a glimmer of light that just came in. It was like I, I it's hard to explain, but I don't know. It was like it was like a movie. Something shifted and mm -hmm. then the energy shifted and then like good energy. The they miracle were, came yeah. happening, the military award The military award happened, our coven was awarded our for their service and, and it was just it started to become a little bit more positive and then people started to get their energy back and started saying, you know what? For the better for the for better or for worse, and my mom said this, for better or for worse, our coven agreed that we would serve COG to the end because we believed wholeheartedly in this organization right. and we want to see it thrive. And the only way that could happen is if people like in our coven that step up and, and really have that energy to take over. And so we said, you know what, we gotta do it. Even if, if, if you know, two people decide to walk away, we still have to step up and, and serve that's our what community. We decided, yeah. So that's what we decided. We decided we're just gonna step up and do it. And, and see what happens. And I see mean, what what happens. worst thing that'll happen is in a year, we tried. Mm -hmm. Right. We tried. Yeah. Right. So, so it. It, that was just, it was exciting, and then you know, everybody was apologizing, and there were tears, and laughter, tears. and it was a roller coaster of emotions and um, you'd have to really live it and experience that like rather than just tell it like a story you know it was just it was it was something I was not expecting that at all from Grand Council so before we because um, we were down there at the tail end of the first session of the second day before we broke for lunch and it sounded like the proposals that had been put forth everybody really liked and I thought all right it's probably gonna go through there were like two voices of grumpy complaints and I didn't really know where that was gonna go um, but I'm like you know the majority of the people here I mean everybody except two people are down with this thing so we just need to yeah. figure out how to work through so I assumed that everything was kosher and all was good 
And so when we got downstairs after lunch, I was completely confused that there had been a 180 and things had just crashed and nothing was going through and nobody was stepping up. And I was like, okay, I don't, I don't understand what happened. I think I saw your face several times. <laughs> like, like, just like, what is going what is on? Happening? Yes. I really didn't know. And I have seen some crazy stuff at Grand oh. Council. And I was just like, when we left, we were like on this really cool direction towards a whole new process that's going to just make this organization so much better the fuck happened while it we was, were gone it just it just hit like a bomb <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i've never seen anything like it yeah, it was it was definitely uh an experience for somebody who hadn't been to a grand exactly. council was like, i was like what this is crazy and I, i'm i'm like mouthing wtf to mr's prime over there and i'm like <laughs> oh no he's messaging me on facebook and i'm like i have no idea what's going on right now i'm really confused um, yeah, so, <laughs> and I had you moved Fun because times. you would have been on camera. I, I realized that. I, I saw him like, uh, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm like, go over there. Yeah. It's not that I didn't want you sitting near me. I just didn't want no, you. No, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I realized it after I sat down. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. It was definitely the highlight of my day, though. Yeah? Definitely. That was like, whoa. Wow. It was, it really, and then when, and everybody came together, and it was just like so, it was like. And that's oh. what I love. And mm-hmm. the, every time that that happens, I'm yeah. like, I have, like, there's a moment where I'm just like, I have faith restored in this organization yes. and the people, and it's nothing but love. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you Those guys, thumps were, uh, that's Mrs. Me, Prime hitting the table, by the way. Very, um, anyway. You guys also presented, uh, was it a workshop, a class? What, what exactly was it? A round table. Kind of like a round table discussion of, well, basically the original intent of it was, you see, I like to do everything based off of the Unitarian Universal Association. And what they do is they have separate like workshops where all the young adults, like the 18 through 35, they can gather in like one area and they can share resources and network with each other. And so that's kind of what my vision was uh, for it. And then they tell me, oh, well, good luck finding 18 to 35 year old to attend marrying me. And I'm yeah. like, okay. And so we kind of just kind of opened it up to everyone that wanted to just share what was working, mm-hmm. where they come from at their, in their part of the country. Um, it was kind of like, you know, to, we wanted to know who everybody was, uh, what was working in their own covens or in their own local pagan groups that is, um, and so we just kind of wanted to share all the resources and put them together. And um, I thought it was really productive because we got a a really diverse group of people to share uh, how the pagan communities are so different, Mm -hmm. uh, where they come from. Uh, We had a lot of people talk about military resources and, and how a lot of our coven started from military bases. And you know, we have, we have someone in our coven who wants to be a chaplain. And so we, we, we definitely wanted to really think about not only military resources, but we wanted to think about like what could we do for like Covenant of the Goddess, like moving forward. And so we talked a little bit about what we were doing in our own pagan communities that were for growth and outreach purposes. And so we talked a lot about what we did for our classes because our coven is primarily a teaching coven. So we like to put on classes. Uh, we do a lot of 
We're trying to look into online platforms like Google Classroom, which is what we're working on. Um, we like to do things for Facebook. Uh, we do Facebook Live. Um, we, we like to look into things. So we like to really use technology to help engage people. Sure. And we're not afraid to use it. That's awesome. Yeah. And so that was like one of the big things that I championed for was just you, you can't be afraid of using technology to help <laughs> grow people. Because sometimes people, that's their only way to find you is right. on Facebook yep. Yep. or through uh, email or a website. Mm -hmm. You know, you just, you kind of just have to have those out there, especially for the 21st century. Um, the people coming up, the next generation that's coming up, they're very, they, they want very resources. They want, they're very tech savvy, They yes. want to be able to find things right away. And so I believe it was Shayla who brought up that Covenant of the Goddess was nowhere in their searches for the, from the internet. They didn't yeah, but there's know. reasons behind why it wasn't indexed, and we know why. Yeah, we, we've contacted a few people like, here's how you fix this. Here's some of the things you need to fix. Here, here are some of the elements that yeah. need to be put into place that will help. And so the issues that I've found in the years, because I, when I started, I was uh, in cog, I was 33 and uh, it was like pulling teeth to get them to start getting active more in technology. Um, and I actually created cog's very first social media um, profile, which was on MySpace. This is going back a while. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we had a MySpace page, and um, <laughs> it was less than uh, positively received by a lot of the um, older generation of the membership. Uh, they kind of lost it a little bit about it. Uh, a lot of them really weren't online to begin with, but they just thought that putting us out there was going to be detrimental to the organization, and I kept trying to say, the exact opposite. Um, so, uh, but you know, I, I ran it for the, I think the next year that I was uh, in the NPIO position, and then I passed it on to the successor after me, and they pretty much let it die. And then we didn't have another presence online in social media until Facebook, which was quite a few years later. And but it's just been a constant issue of trying to get people to figure out that there are ways that we can both, uh, that we can harmoniously exist in technology and offline, and that we could still be the organization that we want to be with uh, regards to the reason that COG exists, and be able to allow ourselves to have outreach for people who are online, because more of the younger crowd are online. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so I'm glad that they've been kind of changing things a little bit. It's been a little slow. It's been like pulling teeth. But, um, Got our jobs cut out for us yeah. to move things forward. So. so I'm really glad to also see that we do have some young blood getting involved with uh, COG at the national level. I know. I'm like, ooh, what, what did I jump into? Yeah. But it's going to be exciting. Yeah. yeah. So. You're, you're going to, I'm hoping that, My wishes for you are that you remain resilient as you uh, may encounter moments of resistance, um, but that you keep persevering mm -hmm. and uh, bringing this fresher perspective on how we can continue to grow the covenant. So I think that 
I can do that. I, I've done that. I, Let's I've talk in a year. A lot Let's of see diverse. where you're at in a year. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see what we'll happens see. in a year. And I was going to say, we'll see. We'll see <laughs> it, it's going to be out in Orange County next year, so. Yeah, so then Ooh. we'll actually get to see you and do a follow-up. Yeah. All righty. Well, yeah, it's in our backyard, so. Well, wish me luck. <laughs> I think it'll. I think it'll be good. I think you'll do fine. Honestly, I'll try. Yeah. I love. I love your enthusiasm. I really do. <laughs> Sometimes that's all you can, really mm-hmm. do. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't have the. Access to golf and, do more than what I, uh, can right now as no. far as offering optimism and, excitement. No, no, I don't, no. I'm. I'm just saying. I love. I love the enthusiasm. I'm yeah. like legit saying. Okay. Okay. Well, you guys, um, is there anything as far as uh, some of your own experiences as far as coming up through the craft? or? I mean, all I can really say is that for many people, it's, I mean, you can see the reasons behind why it's getting the word out there about mm-hmm. Wicca and witchcraft is because we are still persecuted today mm-hmm. for our religion. And so there's that hesitancy. And, and But that's all the more reason why we just have to be... Uh, I don't want to say that it's we're becoming an organized religion, but you know what? We, we have to do what we have to do to mm-hmm. get the cor- correct, accurate information about Wicca, yeah. about witchcraft, about... You know, getting everybody on the map and really getting people connected because we're still in that individual spiritual phase, Mm -hmm. and and that works for many people. Right. But I mean, I guess that's what makes a lot of us different. Is like I was raised in a very public pagan space. Right. And I don't think I was ever solitary, and so that's a very different experience for a lot of people, and so. I, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy working with people and meeting people. And I know that in a lot of public circles, you, the rituals can be like pretty basic, very generic, very what you are there to learn and to get people educated. And then if you want to connect deeper is when you start making those face-to-face connections, like perhaps mm-hmm. with covens and things like that. And so that's where I kind of see it going is like, if you want to get deeper, you can, you can get deeper. So there's options. And so I just wanted to say that that we have to start, we have to get organized, and we have to bring people together, and just to get the word out. And that way, there's not so much fear. Right. And celebrate our differences between each company oh, yeah. and each group. Um, sometimes I feel like I hear people talking, and uh, what was it? It was uh, I asked you about the correct order for the elements and the directions Mm -hmm. because one of the books I was reading Uh had it uh what was it east and south flopped Flipped. so instead of the normal way that I had learned it they had uh fire to east and air to to south south. Mm -hmm. I'm like that's oh yeah, it's all different, and you can go to any ritual, and mm-hmm. the quarters will be set up completely different. I think that's so. I mean, we all have the elements, and we're all exactly. trying to find balance in right. life. But how we do that is, I know it's different for Buddhists too. The, yeah. the directions. It's are a different. learning opportunity, I believe. Yeah, I mean, it, and absolutely. Going off and accepting that okay, at the core it's the same thing, but they're doing it differently is and celebrating those differences. Yeah is a big thing that I think outreach will help 
um, interfaith work. Uh, we spoke with Maka a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was talking about being able to talk with people of other faiths and things like that. But at the core, in a lot of the books I've read, I'm seeing similarities. Common ground. Between so many different religions, because when I was younger, I did study a bunch of different religions, and it's just like, hmm, there's a lot more similarities and differences if mm-hmm. people would just, you know, take that step back. There's a reason that things such there there are so many various interfaith organizations, um, and that Cog likes to participate in those for that reason. Um, but like the Parliament of the World's Religions mm-hmm. is one of the biggest ones, and it's amazing to go and show, share like you know here's who we are, and then they're like, well here's who we are, and then you can kind of go, oh we're like we do stuff like that, mm-hmm. or we share things like that, or oh yeah we do something similar to this, and and connect with each other on those similarities. It's yeah. a wonderful experience. Yeah, so I, I hope you have more experiences like that than... I love doing interfaith work because I, I always see, whenever I don't see, you know, whatever I see other religious groups doing, and then there's no paganism represented, I see a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, like, for gay pride, for example, mm-hmm. all the other churches are marching. Is COG there? No. No, and... and well, there, there could are be a reasons. couple reasons. Oh, yeah. Um, and so there's... There are ways to get out there, and right. I think that there's opportunities, and we gotta just let people know, hey, we're here. Right, and it, that's interesting to me because so many LGBT people find their ways into paganism. I sure. did. <laughs> exactly. It, and a lot of that sounded, at least for me, because I didn't feel accepted by the church mm-hmm. for being gay. Yeah. And. Uh, from your perspective, I mean, you had your parents that were probably... <laughs> God, my parents are great. Like, it, it's, it's, and that's another, that's a whole side story, but, you know, it's it's hard to have super, super, super supportive parents, which is not echoed in a lot of right. LGBT circles. And even pagan circles, of course, either. So, that's... It's good to have a supportive group of friends, family, anybody that is there to support you for who you are and what you believe. Right. So. Well, that's that's definitely awesome. And I'd love to see more outreach to those communities from COG as well. So. Well, you know, I, I'm thinking about it, and it's like, what a seriously missed opportunity that uh-huh. we are that we are in the like pride parades. Throwing yeah. rainbow pentacles and like have a list of event and it can be based like on local handing out idea. flyers of well, events no. happening. I, and it's like I. I know that members do march, yeah. but they don't march on behalf of COG. Yeah. So I'm like, huh, why has that not happened? And I've been to so many prides where you have different churches going off and trying to say, hey, we're not like those other churches that scorned you, that, that hurt you. And, right. they're ge- and that's great that they're there, and they're getting people, mm-hmm. and that's wonderful. But just to let people know that this has always been an option. We've mm-hmm. always been supportive. We're, right. we're COG. And the other element is, is there are LGBT deities. Oh, yeah. And so many people growing up uh, LGBT don't realize that there are deities like them. Yeah. That's what I love about paganism is the mm-hmm. diversity of deities. There's, all, there's a deity for you. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And, uh, I, I mean, 
like my first year at Pantheacon was this year too. Mm-hmm. And there were some groups that I was just like, you're worshiping a deity created by his ex-boyfriend who is the pharaoh. That's freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it was just stuff like that. I'm like, because the pharaohs could elevate people to a deity status. Mm-hmm. And his boyfriend had been killed, I believe. Or okay. drowned, or one of those things. And so they worshipped uh, that deity. And it was, it's one of the tags I have on my thing. It's like, uh, beautiful boy uh, supporter, or something like that. I erected his uh, temple, or something like that. Oh, well, hello. Yeah, you know. <laughs> there you go. Well, again, if you guys haven't been to Pantheacon, it's definitely an experience. Yeah, yeah. On the list. Um, yeah. On the list for a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to go back again. Uh, but they give these tags that go, or uh, ribbons that go underneath your tags. And so different rooms you go into, hospitality rooms, different uh, workshops you go to, vendors, just random people hand you these tags to put on. Ribbons, yeah. They go underneath. Yeah. Oh, kind of like little. Yeah. yeah. Like, where have you been? It, exactly, yeah. but I, I mean, these things get so long that people have to wrap them around yeah. them. Yeah, so like bandoliers, you know, they've got yes. them wrapped around. And, oh, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun. So if you guys do decide to go, or whatever combination or whatever, let us know. We'll definitely That's keep in fun. touch. Yeah. Uh, but I, just that came to mind when we were talking about LGBT and paganism and things like that. It's like, yeah, just, you know... Definitely very um, pride friendly at uh, mm-hmm. Econ. Yeah, radical fairy. Yeah, well, pagan alliance. Yep. Um, definitely very, very positive experience in my opinion. Yeah. In those regards. And and it's one of the few. The pagan community has been one of the few groups that I've felt safe being around and being myself. Mm-hmm. Um, Growing up in a very religious area, a very Christian religious area, it was um, troubling at times. Oh, yeah. So, it's, you've got some good ideas there, and I think uh, you'll do well. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Well, thank you guys for the love and support. Of course. (laughs) uh, I want to thank you guys for taking the time to speak with us today. I really appreciate it. Uh, you guys agreeing to uh, come speak with us. I, I know I popped it on you last minute, like, hey, I want to be in our podcast. <laughs> and I was like, well, I can't say no. I, it's kind of my job. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, yeah. to be honest, you could have said no. You have the right to, you know, select as you choose, but yeah. we appreciate so oh, much yeah. that you both took time to speak with us. Oh, yeah. Thank you. No problem. You're Do you very welcome. Any website? or social media that you want to have people... You want to promote? Well, um, I would like to promote Ardentain, ardentain.org. It's, I guess I can spell it, huh? Yeah, A-R-D-A-N-T-A-N-E.org. They are a religious organization in the Hamas Mountains, and they do classes, and I, I really do love their structure. They're a, a nonprofit organization as well. Um, and they, you can have retreats there, mm-hmm. and, and that's where we go for coven retreats, or just to go up there, and I think the dog goes and it's runs around. It's freaking beautiful up there. It is it's gorgeous. Um, 
especially when it's nice the fall or the spring the summer it can be pretty hot but it's beautiful there yeah it was warm there on thursday but i didn't really feel like oh this is so warm i wasn't miserable Mm-mm. um and mind you you know i'm a fat girl going through menopause and i was actually okay i was fine too so i i really loved it. I, you just need to stay hydrated that's mm-hmm. the key oh, mm-hmm. yeah. um i think some folks were not staying as well hydrated as they could have yep um but so beautiful up there so if you haven't had the opportunity visit their website find them on facebook um, and you guys do online classes through the website they as well. do do online yes. it's a newer thing but they are doing online a lot of most of their classes i would say are online and they mm-hmm. have a lot of great retreats coming up like a hecate retreat um, a warrior retreat um, usually sometimes they'll have like pagan goddess uh, retreat um, so they've got all kinds of stuff coming up you can check out their website and i will be going to several of those retreats later on and there's some good classes coming up, and Amber and Az are great people. They're so smart, and they write so many books. Mm-hmm. And for clarification for our listeners, he's talking about Amber Kay and Azriel Aaron Kay, um, authors of uh, books like Covencraft and uh, so many other wonderful books. But they are the co-founders of the um, uh, Ardentine Retreat and Learning Center. Yep. Um, yeah. And if you go visit, you might have the opportunity of meeting them. Yeah. So. Anything else? Anything Any else? other? Anything you want to promote? Um, well, as far as like promoting things, I always like to promote things involving anything Unitarian Universalist related. So for any pagans that want to explore uh, Unitarian Universalism, um, think about joining or looking at the CUPS website. So that's the Covenant of Unitarian Universalist Pagans. That's C-U-U-P-S dot org. And it'll let you know if there is a CUPS chapter in your area or a pagan-friendly church near you. Cool. Uh, Again, listeners, if you have the opportunity, find us on Facebook at uh, Ravens at the Crossroads. And also you can find us on Twitter. I think our handle is Ravens Crossroad. Um, because there weren't enough characters available. So, uh, but follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and you can always listen to our podcast live on our website or streaming on our website. Streaming or download on our website, ravensatthecrossroad.com, or you can find us on iTunes Music, uh, Google Play Music, and Spotify. And don't forget that we also have a donations page. So, if you really like what we're giving, Uh, as content, please go ahead and support us so that we can create more. Thank you.